Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Hi folks, my name is George, and for the next few minutes we're going to be talking about what happens when we speak God's Word. First of all, get a piece of paper and a pen to record the scriptures that will come. Remember, you are instructed to test the information you hear to see if it aligns with the Word of God. This is how you become strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And it's especially important for you to have a secure understanding of your position before the throne of God. Knowing your righteous standing gives you boldness and confidence to totally expect God to watch over His Word to confirm it when you speak it. As a Christian, you are called to confront the enemy on behalf of the sick, the lame, the crippled, the blind, the oppressed, the lost, the abused, and the list goes on and on. First, I want to share with you the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Inviting him into your life is the most important step you can make to help you in your walk with Jesus. Here are a few verses to encourage you to receive the promise of the Holy Spirit. Now, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Luke eleven thirteen ends with, How much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit when you ask for him? And the secret is you ask for the Holy Spirit. Mark 1 Uh, Verse 7, it's John the Baptist speaking. Verse 8 says, Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And Acts uh, Acts 2, rather, 38 and 39 say, And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children And for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call, you have a promise from the Father of the Holy Spirit. Now I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I ask you to give me, to give us, the Holy Spirit that you promised. And I ask my Lord Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. I receive the Holy Spirit by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is an important step. And now that you are secure in the knowledge that you are saved and filled with God's Holy Spirit, you'll be able to better understand 
the Word of God, the Bible. God's Word comes to you as spirit and life. That is the way we receive it when we read it. Now let's take a look at a situation that unfolded in Jesus' presence, and it's found in Luke chapter 5, verse 17, and I'm going to paraphrase a bit of this. Jesus was teaching in a house, and sitting around him were Pharisees and teachers of the law, the scribes, and all their entourage that came. And the word says, the power of the Lord was present with him, with Jesus, to heal. Men came carrying a paralyzed man on a stretcher, and they tried to bring him into the house, but they couldn't. They went up on the roof, and they removed some tiles to make an opening, lowered him down into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven. That's verse 20. Now, the scribes and Pharisees began to consider and question what this Jesus was saying. Who is this man, they said in their heart? He speaks blasphemies. Who can forgive sins? And it goes on, verse 22, But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Why are you questioning these things in your heart? The question then, Jesus says, Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up and walk? But in order that you may know that the Son of Man has power and authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I say to you, pick up your stretcher and go home. Immediately, he stood up before them, picked up his stretcher and went home, glorifying God and praising the Lord. Now the question is, how could Jesus say, your sins are forgiven, and at the same time, pick up your bed and go home? Jesus expected the Pharisees and the teachers of the law and the scribes and lawyers to know God's word, not to murmur and have evil thoughts in their hearts toward him. He wanted them to stop murmuring, stop having evil thoughts. Jesus expected the audience, the Pharisees and teachers of the law, the scribes and lawyers to know God's word not to murmur and have evil thoughts in their hearts toward him. God our Father wants to be honored, considered holy, and highly esteemed by his people. It hurts God. It hurts his heart when we get like the Pharisees and scribes, when we murmur and have thoughts like, how can God do this? How does God have the authority to do that? Is God capable of pulling this off? When we ask questions like that, we create doubt and unbelief. What Jesus was doing was putting into practice what King David wrote in Psalm 103 about a thousand years earlier, an incredible amount of time. And it says, Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Now, verse 3, it says, Who forgives all our sins, yes, 
who heals all our diseases, yes, who crowns you with loving kindnesses and tender mercies. You understand, Jesus is right there with King David's word in his heart, speaking healing and forgiveness of sins at the very same time. Your homework is to read all of Psalm 103. Read it slowly to digest it. You will find it sweet as honey in your mouth. Now let's take a look at what Moses did. Jesus also remembered this story. This is the important concept to understand. In the 40th year after leaving Egypt, they were in the desert. There was no water for the congregation, and they have gathered together against Moses. This is Numbers chapter 20. The people said, there is no water. Why have you brought up the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness to die here, we and our livestock? And Moses and Aaron fell on the face before the Lord in prayer. Then the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the rod, you and your brother Aaron, assemble the congregation, and speak to the rock in front of them so that it will pour out water. In this way, they shall drink water for their livestock and, their co and the congregation. So Moses took the rod from before the Lord, just as he had commanded. And Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly before the rock. Moses then said to them, now, now this is the important part. Moses was told to speak to the rock, but Moses said, listen now, you rebels, must we bring you water out of this rock? Then Moses raised his hand in anger, and with his rod he struck the rock twice. And water poured out abundantly, and the congregation and their livestock drank fresh water. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you have not believed, trusted me, to treat me as holy in the sight of the sons of Israel. God wants us to treat him as holy. God wanted to be hallowed, considered holy by his people and by us. Moses was being taught a beautiful lesson by God. There's growth here. First, Moses used his rod to open the Red Sea, allowing the Israelite nation to cross over. Second, later on, Moses was told to strike the rock at Horeb and fresh water flowed out. Now, here we are, the third lesson. At the end of the 40-year period, Moses was told to speak to the rock for God to release fresh water and for God to receive the honor. Do you see that Moses was expected to show growth? He should have obeyed God, but he didn't. You are to speak God's word against the rock, against the mountain in your life, and in doing so, you are treating God as holy. By you speaking God's word, you esteem God as holy. Don't beat anything with a rod. Speak to whatever the obstacle is. Speak God's word to that obstacle. Speak it the way Jesus spoke Psalm 103 to the paralyzed man in front of unbelievers and skeptics. 
Now, we're going to pray, and we're going to come against cancers, pain, arthritis, eyesight, knees, hips, bones, muscles, against demonic oppression, and we're going to pray in belief that the Word of God works. And Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And just as Psalm 103 says, who has forgiven all our sins, who heals all our diseases, who crowns us with loving kindnesses and tender mercies. Father, I thank you that we can apply that verse to all those who require healing. On the strength of that verse, we come against cancers, any form of cancer. The spirit of cancer has to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. The spirit of arthritis, the unclean spirit of arthritis has to leave in Jesus' name. Bad eyesight is corrected in Jesus' name because people who've had their sins forgiven are totally, totally gifted with perfect, beautiful health. That's the Word of God. We don't go by what we see. We don't go by what we think. We don't go by how we feel. We base our prayers on the Word of God, and we esteem God holy in our presence when we pray His Word into the problem. Thank you, Father, so much that the name of Jesus is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Father, the strength of your word is what we base everything on, and we give you the glory, we give you the honor, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-377. 7745. Thank you. Bye for now.